next on Contemplate. Well, if God designs you and your gifts to be used in that context and you're out of that context, no wonder that you don't feel like you're as effective as you'd like to be. No wonder that you don't feel like you're necessarily in the will of God and on the right page. You can only do that if you're in the body where he's called you to be, use the gifts that he's given you for the profit of all. That was Pastor David Robinson from Axe Church in Camas, Washington, and this is Contemplate. I'm Ron Hagelgans. Great to have you along today as we begin a new podcast series called What's Your Unique? Axe Church has a significant ministry in Honduras, and after a trip there, Pastor David gave a report to the church about what God was and is doing. And with that as the backdrop, he began this series about using our gifts in the body of Christ. Please get out your Bibles as we join Pastor David Robinson with today's lesson, recorded live at Acts Church. So that's Honduras. Um, And because we went to Honduras and because I showed these pictures and stuff, I wanted to talk today about... uh, specifically how we should think as a church about something like Honduras and about the other things that we do as a church. How, how you should think about those things that maybe you don't even do. You didn't go to Honduras, but how should you be connected to what we did in Honduras? There's something that we've got to understand. We're one body. We're one body. We're the body of Christ. Therefore, what we do in the name of Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit out of the body of Acts Church, we all do. We all do it. Whether we're physically there doing it or not, our giving, our volunteering in the areas where we volunteer, our praying, our, our connection, and using our gifts in the church in the areas that we use them, those things, even when they're done here, are traveling with us wherever we go. They're the things that make it possible for us to do things like Honduras. So it's important to understand the nature of the body of Christ and the nature of what it means to be part of the body of Christ and to, and to get your mind around connecting to, I'm part of a body and what does that mean? What, is it, what, what are the good things about it? What are the responsibilities connected to it? And so I want to turn to, to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. We're going to look at several sections of this chapter today. And so if you have your Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to start with uh, verses 4 through 7, and this is in the context of uh, Paul's writing, the Holy Spirit through Paul is, is bringing us some, some information about spiritual gifts and their use within the body of Christ. And, and this is what it says, uh, verse 4, and we'll go through verse 7 first. It says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. All right, so the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, works in all of us, in each one of us, in different ways to accomplish the work of the Great Commission, right? right? Our mission is the Great Commission. We are to go, right? And the the power of Christ, right? He has all the authority. He's given us his authority to go and make disciples for him. 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? And teaching them to obey all that he's commanded. So we're, we're seeing people turn to follow Christ. We're seeing them get baptized to declare that they're followers of Christ. And then we're seeing that discipleship happen. In that is life transformation. So in that, as that's being done all over, our job in doing that is to use our gifts, the different gifts that you have each been given within the context of the church, within the context of the church. It is in that context that God has declared that we ought to be part of this spiritual organism, which is the church, okay? This is, this is really important that you understand the gifts that God's given you and the context for which he has planned for you to use those gifts, okay? Um, so just like our physical bodies have different parts, right? God has given each individual person a unique personality and unique gifts. Each person has unique personality and unique gifts. And it's like the different parts of your body. And you have a lot of different parts of your body, right? Your fingers, your toes, your mouth. I'm not going to name them all. It would take a long time. But you have a bunch of different parts, right? And so every single person has gifts that God has given to you. That's the first thing you need to understand. Every one of you, every person has gifts that God has given you. And here's the other thing. All of those gifts are important. Tell them I'm not here. They're important <laughs> to the eternal work that Jesus is doing, both in your life and in the church, in the lives of your families and your friends and the rest of the people in the body, okay? Those gifts are important for that work. Your gifts, though, and this is very important, they were not designed to work by themselves, they were not designed for you to use outside of the context of the body of Christ. Okay? You're no more able to accomplish the Lord's work by being disconnected from the body of Christ than your leg is going to go walk if you cut it off your body. It's not going to happen, right? It might do like some twitchy little gross thing, but it's not going to walk. Right? Because your leg was designed what? It wasn't designed as its own thing. Oh, I made leg. Here it is. No. It was designed as a part of the body to work only in the context of being connected to the body. This is where we get mixed up sometimes. That's why I'm, I'm hanging here for a second. As Americans, oftentimes our view of the church is very, very, very skewed. Many of us think, I can follow Jesus on my own. My connection to the church will be, what can I grab Maybe I'll give or whatever, but I'm, I'm back here. I'm not connected in. I'm not committed to in the type of way that a body part is committed. So it's important that you understand that your gifts, it's clear from Scripture that your gifts are intended to work only in the context of the body. Okay? Only in the context of the body. So the, the slide here, it's probably already up, says your gifts were designed to work in the context of the body of Christ, the local church where God has called you to serve, where he's called you to serve. Now, this is important. Calling is not just for full-time or professional ministers, okay? That's not, those aren't the only people who have a calling. You know who else has a calling? Everybody else. 
Everybody else has a calling. Everybody is called to ministry at, in some context, in some way, and all of it plugs in, starts from the, the nucleus of it all is the body of Christ, the local church. So each one of you has a calling to a local church. For most of you, it's this church, right? Where God has called you specifically to a local church to serve in your preordained role in the body of Christ where Jesus has put you. You might be a leg. If you don't go where God has called you, as far as churches, there may be a church with 500 legs and one church with no legs. If we view church as something that we choose to do based on whatever buffet of choices these churches happen to have for us. Well, I like this one because it has this. This one's got free coffee. This, we do have free coffee, by the way. Um, and it's delicious. It's from Honduras. So, you know, whatever. If, if we look at church that way, we look at church as I choose. I'm the one making the choice. I'm finding the one that I think fits me. If that's the way we view it, you're going to end up with churches that have 100 legs and churches that have no legs. Right? Because God has designed you and gifted you to work within a body that he has called you to be a part of that he's called you to be a part of, okay? This means that the church is not just for you. It's not just for what it gives you or what you get out of it. Not to say that there are not incredible benefits and joys in being part of the church that, that come to you. There definitely are, but that's not what the church is just for. It's not just for that. We do not choose a church based on which church offers the most to us but rather which church Jesus Christ has called us to serve with our gifts? That's the question. Church shopping, one question. Where has God called me? Not, what do I like? Although hopefully he'll, choose, he'll call you to one that you like, but that may not happen. Some of you are looking at me like, yeah, it didn't happen for me. That's okay. That's okay. That's, hopefully God will call you to the church, church that you like, but the question on your mind where did God call me? He's gifted me particularly. He's calling me to a particular place where he wants me to plug in, not just for myself, but for the profit of all and for what he's going to do through that body for the kingdom of God. Where is that place? Where is that place? That's the question that we have to ask. And when we view our connection to the church in that context, the correct context, we're able to have the joy in the blessing of truly being a part of the church where we were called and seeing the work that's done by that church as work that's been done through us. There's nothing in life as amazing and fulfilling as knowing that you're in the will of God. Anybody ever thought, what does God want me to do right now? What does he want me to do? Does he want me to take this job? Does he want me to do this thing? Does he want me to move here? Does he want me to do this? And, and it's, it's a struggle if you truly want to seek after the will of God, it's a struggle because you're like, I just want to do what he wants me to do. Whatever he calls me to do, as long as it's not too hard, I will do that, right? Um, and, and, you, and you're just desperately desiring to be in the will of God. Listen, being in the church that you're called to be in is a big step of being in the will of God, and it's incredibly fulfilling, and there's a joy in it. There's a joy in knowing that you are where you're supposed to be. There's something that works about who God made you when you're connected to the source where your gifts can be effective. When you're a leg twitching around on the ground, you're going to feel like, what was I made for? This doesn't make sense. When you're a leg that's connected to the body and you're walking around, 
it's like, oh, it makes sense now. Well, if God designs you and your gifts to be used in that context and you're out of that context, no wonder that you don't feel like you're as effective as you'd like to be. No wonder that you don't feel like you're necessarily in the will of God and on the right page. You can only do that if you're in the body where he's called you to be using the gifts that he's given you for the profit of all. So, the one, this, this, this is very simple, and this is very biblical, what I'm telling you right now. God's given you gifts. It's important that you understand this. Some people feel like they don't have any. Untrue. God's given you gifts that he intends you to develop and use for the furtherance of his kingdom, the growth of your relationship with him, and the profit of all those in his body, the church. If you are not seeking to live in that reality, you are missing the joy that God desires for your life and through your life and your gifts, the joy that God wants for many others that you would be profiting if you did see this in, this, in the correct context. So the responsibility is more than about just whether you're affecting yourself here. All right, let's look at the next uh, several verses, 12 through 26. I'm just going to kind of read through these, okay? For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. There should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. This is a blueprint, prescriptive for what the church looks like and how we ought to think about our place in it. How do we think about our place in it? Why did we pray for Sean? The Miltons, whatever. Why are we doing that? Because they're part of the body that's suffering. And when part of the body suffers, we all suffer. Any of you ever had a toothache? Does that hurt? I'm just, for me, that's the worst. Tooth, tooth pain is terrible. I never am just like, oh, well, that's my tooth's problem. Because all of me is in pain, right? If the body's operating properly, when one person is in pain, we all feel it. And when one person is rejoicing, we all feel it. It's the nature of the body. If the body's operating properly, that's how we should feel. Now, if there are people in the body who are suffering and you have 
no feeling towards that, better check your connection to the body because those nerves ain't running where they're supposed to. That's what the body is. That's why we pray for each other. That's why we rejoice with each other. Okay, we suffer with those who suffer. We rejoice with those who rejoice. Understanding that is part of how you start to understand how to find joy in things like what's happening in Honduras, even if you weren't there this time. What's happening with the youth group, even though you're too old to go to youth group, right? Or what's happening in people's life groups that maybe aren't your life group, or what's happening in the children's ministry at Acts Kids. None of these ministries happen unless the whole body is working together. Everything has to work for everything else to work. Everything has to work. This is, this is important because it's not just some metaphor. This is literally a call to you and your life and what God is calling you to do within the context of the church. We all do our part in our area and with our gifts, and we all live in the joy of what God is doing in all the areas of his body, our church, to transform hearts and lives. Through his body here at Acts Church, Jesus Christ is accomplishing great and powerful works that will echo and ring through his kingdom eternally. And if you're part of the body, you're part of those works, whether it's you doing them or not. Now, you can also see from this passage all the sort of hand can't say to the I or can't say to the whatever, this type of thing. You can see that God desires zero schism. No competition should exist within the body of Christ. Listen very carefully. No competition should exist within the body of Christ. If someone is doing well and your mindset is to be jealous, envious, want to put them down, find some reason why it's not really great, whatever, that is not what Christ desires from you as to your brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. This is a temptation for many of us. Because we all want to be important. This is what it's talking about, right? The eye says, oh, well, you know, the ear's more important. Why can't I be an ear? The ear says the eye's more important. Why can't I be an eye? We're, we're looking for importance. You are important. You are important. And whatever part of the body you are, God thinks you're important. That's what it's talking about when it says, hey, that lesser part, he gives greater glory to. I don't want to get too mixed up in our metaphor here. But the idea is very clear, and this is something that destroys churches. Just by the way, if you've been in the church long, I can just tell you, it destroys relationships and it destroys churches if there's schism and competition or gossiping or backbiting or any of that kind of stuff that exists. You are literally tearing the body apart. It's poison. It kills the body. Can you imagine your body fighting with itself? There are diseases like that. They don't end well. And it is a disease. There can be no competition between you and your brothers and sisters. Everything is, I want to see the other person lifted higher. Because as they're lifted higher, guess what? When I jump, which is not an impressive thing to see. There was a time when it was more impressive. It was never that impressive. Um, but I'm not going to do it right now because of how unimpressive it is. But if I did jump, just imagine your head, you know, I'm jumping, right? All of me is up, right? Every part of my body is lifted up. If one part of the, part of the body is lifted up, the rest of the body is lifted up. If one part of the body gets lifted up and the rest doesn't get lifted up, you got a problem, right? 
So when you are lifting your brother or sister up, guess what? You are rising on the tide with them too. And so the, the idea of putting someone down, guess what else you're doing? You're going down too. You're connected. You cannot break this connection. It's Christ's body. You think you have the ability or the right or the jurisdiction to break Christ's body? Therefore, be very careful about causing any kind of schism or competition among yourselves. Okay? None of this, the disciples were sitting around debating which of them would be the greatest. That's the kind of stuff that kills body life. Right? So we don't want to be that. We don't want to do that. Instead, we're to help each other recognize gifts and use them well. We're to go, I'm to go to Glenn and say, Glenn, man, I see that you're doing this thing well. Let's provide opportunities for you to do it more. Let's have more of it. Let's have, let's have it better. And if it lifts Glenn up and people are looking at Glenn instead of me, oh my goodness, that's great. Because if they're looking at any one of us, if any one of us is lifted up, we're all lifted up. And so our job is always to be looking to lift other people up above ourselves. And in doing so, the whole body is, is, is up. And, and whose body is it? It's Christ's body. So who's being lifted up? Christ. Ultimately, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. When people from the outside look at the church, they are seeing Christ's body. If they see a diseased thing, they're not going to think much of Christ. If they see a healthy thing, they are going to think much of Christ. These are things to think about. So, this means we have a responsibility. If we haven't picked picked that up yet, um, we have a responsibility, an obligation. An obligation as as followers of Christ. We had to choose to follow Christ, obviously, get baptized as a proclamation that we've made that choice. But after that, that's just the beginning. Then it's time to move on. It's time to move forward. And moving forward means understanding our role and the joy of our responsibility to serve Jesus and to serve one another in the context of his body, his church. You will not go very far in maturity or in growth until you understand this. And it's unfortunate, but it does seem that many, many, many people get that first part. They choose to follow Christ. They get baptized. And then their discipleship process gets kind of yanked around because they don't have a right understanding about what it means to be part of the body of Christ in his church. They don't. And so we don't have the option to view Acts Church as one place of many places that we could show up on a Sunday morning. That's not what it is. It is one of two things. Either the body that you've been called to serve or not the body you've been called to serve, in which case you better find the body you've been called to serve. That's what it is. It's not an option among many. It's not up to you. It's not about you. Sorry. It's not about you. God has given you your gifts, both for you, but also completely and always intending them to be plugged in where he has designed them to be plugged in so that a whole group of people will be profited by them. You can't look at church simply as a way to gas up spiritually for the week that's coming. I know that we sort of think in that context sometimes. We go to church, I'm going to feel good, you know, and sing some songs, and kind of get that good feeling, and that's going to help me to kind of be good for a while or to, to feel spiritually whatever for a while or something like that. Look, the church absolutely provides 
that kind of a shot to your system spiritually when you gather together with your brothers and sisters, and it's awesome. That's great. But that is not the primary or only reason that you come to church. We're called to a much more serious and adventurous calling to become, in the context of the church, to become who we truly are. We do this in the context of community and body life through the body of Christ here. How are you going to find out who you really are? There's only one way. In the context of the body of Christ with your brothers and sisters helping you discover, to recognize your own gifts, and then getting to use them where they were designed to be used in that context. And in that, you become more and more you. And every day, you find another reason why you were born. That's the body life of the church. You've been listening to Pastor David Robinson from Axe Church in Camas, Washington, and this is Contemplate. As I'm sure you can tell, this series, What's Your Unique?, is going to be a good one. And next time, we'll learn more about how God wants us to use our gifts for Him. Now, if you'd like more information about Axe Church, you'll find us online at axecamas.org. And once again, here's Pastor David. Thanks, Ron. This is Pastor David, and I'd like to invite you to join us this Sunday morning at Acts Church. We have great worship, great people, and I really hope to meet you this Sunday. You'll find sermon videos, directions to Acts Church, and a lot more at axcamus.org or call 360-885-9000. That's 360-885-9000. Hope you'll come see us this Sunday. I'm Ron Hagel again. Thanks for being here, and I hope you'll click on the next podcast for part two of What's Your Unique with our teacher, Pastor David Robinson, here on Contemplate.